Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. This is your host, Mark Schindler, joined by Will Guillory. Coming at you on Tuesday night after uh, what ended up being a jam-packed uh, Tuesday night slate with only three games tonight. Will, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, man. This is our first time doing a ding together, which I'm I'm excited about. Giving a, a different look, giving the people uh, something different. So I'm excited about it. We've done a pod before, but I don't think it's just been us two on the pod. So we got to show these people how it's done. Definitely. We got to hit them with the dribble handoff, see what we can get going towards the rim. Uh, starting off in Oklahoma City tonight, the Thunder absolutely dog walked the Boston Celtics, finishing up 150 to 117, a new franchise record since they moved to OKC in 2008-2009. And that was without Shea Gilgis Alexander, who was out tonight due to illness. Uh, Josh Giddy had a season high 25. Lou Dort chipped in 23. Trey Mann, Jalen Williams, and Isaiah Joe all had 21 each. Jalen Williams with some, I mean, some he pulls out some saucy dunks. I love watching him play. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 56, but the Celtics shot pretty abysmally from deep. Just 12 of 40 uh, from deep tonight. Their defense overall was, uh, I mean, giving up 150. That is indicative of where they were at. Will, what did you think of, of of the Celtics tonight? Yeah, for the people listening at home, Mark didn't say 115. He said 150. Yeah. One, <laughs> 150 in regulation. Well, to, to Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, and Jalen Williams. 150 to uh, by the Boston. So, I mean, this was one of the ugliest losses of the year for Boston. If anything, it kind of reminded me of watching Boston early last season where they were yeah. coming to these games and just not really care for half the game. And then by the third quarter, uh, Marcus Smart is pissed and then he gets kicked out. And it's like, man, I with Boston they were so phenomenal to start the year and it feels like the past couple weeks have just been up and down up and down uh maybe that's just them kind of getting bored with the regular season but this was just a really nasty loss giving up five 25 guys 20 plus points and most casual NBA fans probably haven't even heard any of those five guys maybe other than Josh Giddy uh, I mean I think we got as much as I want to crap on Boston for this game I think Isaiah Joe deserves a shout out for what he did in this game 17 in the second quarter when OKC really started to blow up the lead had a big dunk as well in the second half uh, I really like what he's been doing at OKC uh, but yeah, I mean, just an ugly loss for the Celtics. Five and seven in their last twelve, just not what you want to see from a, a title contender. Yeah, definitely. I, I liked what you said in terms of hitting on you know what they've looked like compared to the beginning of last year. I mean, it feels very similar. The defense. I mean, like like we just talked about, it felt like the Thunder had at least like fifteen dunks tonight. Uh, they were getting anything they wanted down the lane. 
Um, and that was nice too. Like for, this is the best Josh Giddey's looked driving the basketball his career. Um, and that's, you know, coincided with the entire last month of play. So a really nice showing for OKC. I hope teams are starting to get the message. You cannot walk into Paycor Center and expect an easy win. This team plays hard and they're getting more talented. So this is a fun game. Um, moving over to Utah, a heartbreaker for the Utah Jazz falling 117 so to 115 to the Sacramento Kings in one of the most unexpected. If you, if you hadn't seen this year or had any inclination of what this year would be going into this year, you'd think 117, 115 Jazz Kings. Okay, whatever. Um, but you look at this, De'Aaron Fox was just unreal in the fourth quarter, followed by Lowry Markin and also being pretty fantastic in clutch time himself, barely, barely missing the time cut off, uh, getting up a last second heave off of an incredible inbounds play from, from Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, um, for people who didn't watch this game, you got to go see that Laurie Markkinen shot was, right before ridiculous. the buzzer. It was wild to see that he hit that shot. And it was like 0.1 seconds he was off from hitting like an incredible game winner. It was a, a really tough one for Utah. Without a doubt. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, too, continues to just be masterful in clutch time this year. He was having a good game already, but finished with 12 in the final four minutes of the game. Did not miss a shot from the field in the final four minutes of the game including a, a dunk that punctuated the end of the game as well, coming down the lane. Um, Lowry Markkinen himself was was really darn good in this. Like he's, I think he's averaging just over 30 points per game over his last five, continues to play at an all-star level. It, you know, one of my friends who's a scout was texting me during this game. He was like, this is uh, like the most convincing five-game losing streak I've ever seen from a team watching the Jazz play. <laughs> Every game has been really close. Uh, they continue to wear the best jerseys in basketball when they have the uh, the, the alternates on. Um, I mean, what other takeaways do you have from this game, man? I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. I thought Fox was incredible in the fourth quarter, scored 22 of his 37 in the final period, hit a bunch of big shots at the end, had the big dunk uh, to put the, the, the Kings up. I think it went, they were up four after that dunk. Uh, it, Utah just kept coming down and responding, 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 and Fox was just like, nah, I'm shutting the door on y'all every single time. I thought it was really impressive. And on the other end, I thought the Kings just had a comedy of errors defensively, which allowed Utah to stay in this game i mean a play where they're down four they're inbounding the ball and they foul jordan clarkson before the inbound which allows them to make a free throw cut it to three stay in it uh it was just a, they had a wide open corner three that utah missed uh like we mentioned the laurie three that almost won it i guess it was his foot might have been on the line so it was a two uh mm -hmm. but the kings did everything they could to keep utah in this game but fox ended up winning it for him in the end and man every time i watch sacramento I just go back and forth, back and forth, because the way this team's playing, they deserve an all-star. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just like, which one is it? Is it going to be Fox <laughs> exactly. or Sabonis? Fox or Sabonis? Because I don't think both of those guys are going to get in. But I think one of them has to. And, and it feels like every other night, it's like, well, Fox should get it. Well, Sabonis just had a triple-double with 20 rebounds. And it's like, is they're, they're making it really difficult. But I think... Ultimately, and I'm in my mind when I watch this team, I think Fox is the best player. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just think you know you got to give that team credit because there's no doubt they're going to get an All Star, and it's starting to feel like there's no doubt they're going to break this streak, man. Seventeen years, light the beam up. That they're, they're going to the playoffs, man. It's crazy. Shout out to Mike Brown and what he's doing with that young squad. Yeah, I agree. It's been such a blast to watch. They're up to twenty and sixteen now on the season. They were. Uh, in the uh, ahead of the playing ratings, I'm uh, playing rankings be before tonight, and they'll stay up above there. 
Uh, I'm excited to see how they finish out, especially like you mentioned with Mike Brown. They've done some fantastic stuff this year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving over to Milwaukee, uh, this game was 123 to 113 final score Milwaukee against the uh, the Washington Wizards. Did it ever feel that close to you, especially in the, in the waning moments? No, not not as yeah. long as Giannis Antetokounmpo was on the court. There was absolutely nothing Washington could do with that man. He was It was basically a layup line for him in the fourth quarter. Uh, he ended up with 55 in this game, and it felt like he had 75 because he just scored every single time he touched the ball. Uh, the Wizards could do nothing with him. Yeah, he finished with 19 in the fourth quarter, and it felt like almost all of that came in the last four or five minutes when they just got run out after run out after run out after run out. And I mean, I think that was the the real indicator to me. They the Wizards, to their credit, I thought were pretty good defending in the half court. But if they missed anything at the rim, or weren't able to at least get some semblance of a uh, of a defensive front in in back before transition happened, they were just in massive trouble. I, I mean, Giannis absolutely ragdolled Kristaps uh, Porzingis a couple times. Oh he my had goodness! What I think was maybe at least for me, maybe I'm biased because of of you know being a, a 2010s kid, but I I think that was the best missed dunk I've ever seen since uh, Demar missed that dunk against I think it was Japan in the 2016 Olympics. Oh, the 360, yeah, the right? 360. Yeah, that's that's yes. the. He just about killed Daniel Gafford tonight. I he, the, the the dunk didn't count, but man, it may as well have counted. Yeah, it was wild. And it's just continuing this crazy streak the NBA is on where it's like every single night you turn on an NBA game, somebody's scoring 40. It's crazy. Uh, Giannis in his last seven games, he scored 40 four times. Uh, in the last seven games, I wrote it down, he's averaging 40 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. He's attempting 16 free throws a game. Jesus. I mean, r- ridiculously dominant. Uh, and also, I think we I got, we got to shout out uh, Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis. Those yep. two guys were really good in this game, combined for 38 and 25. The front court for Milwaukee was just way too much for Washington to handle. Uh, but, I mean, man, Giannis has just been on another level uh, the last week or so, and uh, man, uh, as much as I love watching it, part of me just looks at this Milwaukee team and says, "Man, it's a lot on Giannis's shoulders." And you know, part of it was Drew. This was Drew Holiday's first game back. I think he was coming back from an illness or something. Mm-hmm. They brought him off the bench. He didn't really do much of anything. Of course, Chris Middleton's been out for a minute. But man, as much as I love watching Giannis just you know dunk on people or almost dunk on people. And score 55, it's just like, man, I don't know how much longevity you have for what they're doing, but it's fun to watch for now. Yeah, I agree. Especially like you mentioned with with Brooke. I mean, he finished with 21 and 12 tonight, and that was the story. I mean, he was 
uh, a beast on the offensive glass for them. They really were trying to wall up and, and sag off of the weakest shooter on the court. Uh, and he was demonstrative attacking the offensive glass, finished with six offensive rebounds. Um, Kyle Kuzma went two of 13 in the fourth quarter, and that was largely because Brooke was everywhere defensively in that fourth quarter stretch. Um, finished with six blocks tonight, and it felt six. like more when, when you look at what he was doing in terms of just impacting and deterring things at the rim. But I agree, too. Like, Joe Ingles has been a nice presence back, but in terms of adding another guy who can get downhill and create – Hasn't been there. So I think we're really hoping to see a lot more when, when Chris Middleton is back and fully healthy. But it feels like we keep saying that over and over again. So regardless, um, it's hard to look at this and just like not do anything but admire like what this this guy is doing. Watching somebody in their prime uh, just eviscerate a team that's actually been playing pretty well lately. Yeah, I mean, Giannis, like I said, he's just been at an incredible level. He He's adding on to this list. Uh, it's like what, like over 50, 40 point games over the past month. Uh, it's wild to see he's contributed like five of those games himself. Uh, it's wild just because with Giannis, it just feels it's, it's very Zion like and we'll probably get to Zion yeah. in a little bit. But it, it, when he's doing these 40, 50 point games, he's just physically overwhelming teams. It's not just like he's hitting a whole bunch of shots. It's just like it's demoralizing for the other team the way he just he just kind of punks them the way he's getting downhill and dunking on them and it's just like there's nothing you can do. Poor Kristaps, he's seven three, the tallest man on the court, and Giannis just folded him up <laughs> like nothing going to the lane on that one drive. It's just crazy to watch Giannis just in his prime, just full force, just just crushing people the way he is these past few games. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, it's what's so uh, incredible, too, because, like, I mean, just even looking at it, like, Chris Stops is a pretty mobile guy at 7'3", and then I think, you know, when you see Giannis coming up down the lane and, and, and Chris Stops is trying to even hang with him, you see just, like, the shit, okay, it's like, yeah, there's levels to this, man, and it's uh, it's 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 one of those, like 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 your mission, I think this, this entire stretch is one of those months where I just have to, like, really sit back and be like, yeah, there's, there, there's a pretty damn incredible level of talent in the league right now and we're seeing some really special stuff um one last thing on the wizards front bradley beal ended up leaving the game tonight uh did not return after i believe it was a hamstring strain um so hoping that he is able to get right after just coming back seemingly so um yeah uh last thing to wrap up on as as you alluded to uh zion williamson is out for at least the next three weeks uh, this is a pretty massive blow to what has been my favorite team to watch in, in the NBA so far this year, the New Orleans Pelicans. They've been off to a tremendous start. Uh, Will, I'll just turn it over to you, man. Obviously, you you are the guy to talk about with this. So, um, you know, what is initial takeaway and reaction to this? Yeah, I mean, just first and foremost, it just really sucks because Zion was yeah. playing at such a high level, man. He was he was really, you know, getting back to who he, who we think he can be on a basketball court. Uh, just 28 a game, seven rebounds, five assists over the past month. Uh, I mean, just really just being a dominant force when the Pels needed it, right, with Brandon Ingram being out as long as he has with that toe injury, uh, just carrying them on a lot of these nights offensively, uh, making huge plays in the fourth quarter. And I think really stepping his game up defensively is something that people mm -hmm. haven't given him enough credit for. And, and, you know, I think part of it is probably him probably just taxing his body a little bit too much with B.I. being out. I think that might have played a, a part in this. You know, maybe it's just a freak accident. Uh, but unfortunately, man, it, it's just a story. I'm I'm all too used to covering this team. Whenever there's a, a lot of optimism around New Orleans, you just got to check that injury report because something's probably going <laughs> to pop yeah. up. 
And, you know, up to this point, they've had that issue with the injury report and they've been able to overcome it with their incredible depth on this team. And perhaps they'll be able to continue to do that. Uh, I think Brandon Ingram is really close to coming back from his toe injury. Uh, so that'll be a boost that they need. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's just really tough break for Zion because I know he he was so desperate to get back on the court after missing all the last season with that foot injury. He was, you know, just just every time that he had to sit out this year, he was just like, nah, I got to get back. I got to get back. I missed too much time last year. I got to be on the court. And for now, it's to see him have to sit out for the next three weeks at least, you know, and with a hamstring injury, you never really know. We just mentioned Bradley Bill who came back from a hamstring injury and re-injured it. It's something we see over and over again in the league. I'm sure the Pels are going to be very cautious with him. And, you know, I just I just kind of just feel bad for him, man, because I know he wants to be out there and show what he can do on the court. And, unfortunately, he just caught a bad break, and now the Pels are going to have to scramble and, and figure it out again. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more with just talking about, you know, hoping that he's able to get right and, uh, and get back to – what he's been doing because he's playing like a fringe MVP candidate this year. He's been unreal. It's been awesome just to see him healthy and and doing the things that I mean. I feel like every day I'm clipping a new thing from Zion. Like there's I've never seen anybody do this before. Um, one I mean just going off that as well. When when you look at the CJ McCollum trade and how important that's been this year. Obviously CJ got off to a slow start, but it's gone kind of under the radar how electric he's been since. Uh, just before the holiday season, last 10 games, averaging 26 points, seven, seven assists, shooting 46, 50, 85. So he will, of course, be needed to, to take on a bigger load, continuing to do what he's done. I'm excited to see how this team handles this and, and A, just to, to see Zion get back, hopefully. Um, but that'll wrap it up for today's Daily Ding. Will, take us out of here, man. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.